0: This is a special presentation of Answers for Elders with Legacy Estate Planning with Stephen Waltar.
1: Happy Saturday, everyone. It's Money and Law Week on Answers for Elders Radio. And we have a very, very special guest here at the top of the hour, Mr. Stephen Waltar from Legacy Estate Planning in Bellevue. Steve, welcome to the program. It's good to be here. Steve, I'm so glad you're here because obviously, you know, People want to know about the difference in, you know, what an estate planning attorney really does. Um, would you give some clarification for us?
0: Yeah. It's, um, you know, caring for what you have, uh, caring for your loved ones. I, I always say a good estate plan protects you while you're alive and also protects your wishes when you pass on.
1: Right, right. And that's so important. I know that for so many families, one of the things I just blows my mind that how many people think that they have things all, you know, set up and everything like that. And there's this little bit of a fear, like, what if I go to an attorney and, and um, you know, what are they going to say to me? What's going to happen? They don't want to so,
0: talk about death and die. No. You know, they want to <laughs> avoid it. I tell like Murphy's Law, it's better to come in and then nothing will happen for quite a while.
1: There you go. So if I'm going to go and see a um, an estate planning attorney like you, what is the process?
0: Well, I'm happy to give a free initial consult, but I do need to have someone come in kind of prepared because I sure like them to do a questionnaire. So mm-hmm. I know are they married? Are they single? Do they have children or grandchildren? A little bit about their assets because I, I, I'm like the physician. I, I don't know if they need heart surgery, brain. Surgery. I need sure. to kind of I need to look at that, ask a bunch of nosy questions, and then together we figure out what plan fits their
1: needs. Exactly, it's like getting under the hood, taking your car in. It's the same kind of thing. It's you're going to ask some questions about. Their assets and probably a lot of situations of, you know, what's important to them in the future after they pass away.
0: And sometimes people call, how much is a will or a trust? And I don't even know if that's the right question. You know, right? how much is a car? (laughs) What do you need it to do? So that's why a little questionnaire and some time. And within an hour, I can figure out what what they Mm -hmm. need and we can build a plan that fits their needs.
1: You know, you say that. Because there's right now online, people can say, oh, well, I can just download a will on the Internet or I can do X, Y, Z on the Internet. It's really not that simple, is it?
0: Well, the problem is you don't know if it's that simple. I mean, um, and often a will, even if the will is correct, it may not control anything. It right. may be that your beneficiary designations control everything. So you don't know what you don't know unless they're in the field mm-hmm. of estate planning. They don't know if they have a good will or trust or power of attorney.
1: Sure, sure. And then as you're, as you're navigating this world as a caregiver, um, you know, it's important for you, obviously, to go with your aging parent if it, uh, you know, if possible i'm assuming and really to understand fully what the situation is as well because if you're going to be a power of attorney or something like that and helping them assist them in their aging years it's important for you to be educated
0: oh yeah i think that it's it's critical to know who you would trust to manage your affairs while you're alive powers Mm -hmm. of attorney agents trustees uh, as well as who should handle things when you're gone so if if a senior you know uh Clients come in and they want to bring their adult children. That's that's fine. That's great. Mm-hmm. What I don't want is one kid that's bossy coming in with mom or dad. What I what I want is you know the person that mom or dad right. would choose to to have their Correct. be their go to person.
1: Correct. And also understanding too that. You know, I think, I don't think my mom really knew what she owned, um, what she had, what her, you know, her assets were as she started to fail. Um, I remember she still had her house, but, you know, she had a reverse mortgage on it. She wasn't sure about where that was. She didn't understand about, you know, she had a portfolio, but she, you know, burned through that. And so she was kind of in this scenario. She didn't really know where she was. Um, How is that, to get a hold of that information or can assess that information?
0: Well, someone's got to know that they have property and and how many children they have. They have to have some capacity to do planning.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, But
0: sometimes it can be helpful with the questionnaire with the children there, and they can be reminded what they have. And, you know, there's just a little bit of coordination in that. The attorney's got to make sure they have a capacity to sign things. Right. um, And... It's better to jump on these things mm-hmm. when you have have a clue, and then you can always <laughs> exactly. you know, fine-tune it down the road.
1: You know, that's true. So obviously there's a part of estate planning, too, that's what we said, you don't know what you have. You probably may have been to an estate planning attorney 20 years ago or 10 years ago, but now you're in a situation where, you know, Assets start to deplete if you're starting to age. Maybe you've got, or millions. it's the opposite. Yeah, I mean, people it's the opposite. All the time, yeah, they have
0: no clue and they put it down on paper and go, Oh my gosh, there's a million bucks here. Or, you know, <laughs> or they true. forget about an asset until right. they start writing. They don't even put it on the questionnaire, but I say, Is this all the real property? And then they say, Oh, yeah, but we have part of the ranch in Montana or something right. like
1: that. Right, right. So we're talking to Stephen Waltar, he is with Legacy. Um, estate planning in Bellevue, Washington, and um, Steve, you are awesome. I I know that I've referred a lot of people to you um, in the past, and I so agree and, and support everything that you do for families. Um, so how often should somebody have their estate plan reviewed?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Obviously, it should be reviewed if your goals change. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to give to the kids. I want to give to the grandkids, or I want to include charities. Um, right. If you are you know the kids went through a divorce, and all of a sudden you want to remove your daughter in law or son in law either as a beneficiary or sometimes mm-hmm. even as an agent to be in charge right um, i as a rule of thumb, I recommend people to kind of pull out their wills their trusts every three years or so
1: oh wow that 's frequent more frequent yeah, than i thought i just
0: think it's it 's good to take a look at that
1: <laughs> yeah and then and as far as looking at bringing that individual into the picture um with you. You know, what is the kind of person that you should probably look for to be that voice for you? It, is it necessarily your your heir? Is it, you know, and then you obviously appoint like an executor. What are the different roles that you would have in a future plan?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the question of who do you appoint? Well, that's hard. It's always hard to replace yourself. Right. But the, the types of people... You got to figure who. This is not a popularity contest. Right. Who would you trust to admit you to the hospital and make medical decisions on your care, your treatment, your body, your surgery? Right. You don't don't worry if you're going to offend the oldest son. I happen to be the oldest son. If you want your daughter to make that decision, then she should be listed Correct. there. I don't like a committee. So it's someone that can make medical decisions. Right. Um, and then a totally different role, I think, is who would you trust to make your financial decisions. Sure. And and you want someone that would not be using your money for their benefit. You want someone that's steady, they haven't been bankrupt, they own a home or they, you know, they're pretty decent with money and they would put your interest above their own.
1: Right. And I um
0: and that's while you're alive. Then yes. when you're gone, You know, sometimes it's one person that would handle the the financial stuff through a will or trust. Right. And then ultimately, depending on who the beneficiaries are, sometimes you divide and conquer. You might want someone to be the trustee of certain grandkids and someone to be the trustee or the manager for others. Oh,
1: I didn't know you could do that. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing that I see...
0: Banks aren't known for being great at that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I was... I started out my caregiving with my mom. Um, I actually didn't have any authority for anything Mm -hmm. because my mom and I were not close. Um, But mom was down here, and I we had someone north up in Anacortes that was basically governing everything. Um, It put me in a position where I had all the responsibility and no authority to do anything, which was very difficult. It's
0: hard. It's hard on sibling relations. It's hard on a parent. It was yeah, very hard. It's hard in a lot of ways.
1: And over time, obviously, mom realized that she needed to make that change and and put that and trusted me into it. But um, obviously, me being power of attorney, it's not a popularity contract contest <laughs> um, for her to act. It's on hard her work. Behalf. It's
0: no fun to do that right, stuff. But it's right. nice to have legal authority, especially in this day and age of you know people suing people over all sorts of things.
1: Oh my gosh, I know. So when you review an estate plan, obviously you're going to look at all the things that you have you know that that is happening in your portfolio and in your estate planning right now but you're going to look to the future what kind of things in the future that would you look at for somebody that's in the their twilight of their aging years
0: be more specific there what do you mean for well
1: the like like for example you're going to look at power of attorney i'm i'm assuming is that correct Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and those are documents that certainly should be drafted by an attorney and not something online. (laughs) I know so many people that think that that's okay. And, of course, maybe in a real simplistic point of view it might be, but overall there's just so many considerations like what you were saying. That, um, I would never have somebody do that. Um, what other kinds of situations? Uh, obviously, your last will and testament is part of that. Is that correct?
0: So you're talking about what kind of documents mm-hmm. might make sense? Correct. Yeah. So um, Sorry. a will or a trust is a way to say who gets what when you die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, powers of attorney and trust are ways to manage things during your lifetime. Uh, Living wheels are, I think, very helpful because most people don't want to be on, you know, pumping machines and feeding tubes if they're constant, chronic, and vegetative. Right. And sometimes people say, well, I want my children to make that decision. Well, really? Wouldn't you prefer to say, I don't want someone to feel a sense of guilt that they pulled the plug on mom or dad? And -hmm. wouldn't I want my doctors and even lawyers, everyone to cooperate? No one should feel a sense of guilt like they pulled the plug.
1: Right, right. Right. And
0: then there's this interim document that we do called a HIPAA authorization form. HIPAA is like this privacy law. How can right. you give anyone authority to look at your protected health care information unless you say who, who would have permission? Correct. And so we always have that language inside of a healthcare power of attorney, but I like to do a totally separate form. And here's a good example. Maybe your daughter is a nurse and she's married to a physician. And you wouldn't want him blocked from your records if the daughter is visiting you making choices. So sometimes you add a few other people to be inclusive with the family. And In the integrated. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't get to make the call, but they could, they could have access to the information.
1: Makes total sense. Yeah. So, Steve, how do we reach you?
0: Oh, uh, we are available at 425-455-6788. So that's 425-455-6788. And some people go online to waltar.com. I better spell that, W-A-L-T-A-R.com.
1: Steve, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you, Suzanne.
0: This has been a special presentation of Answers for Elders with Legacy Estate Planning with Stephen Waltar. For more information for Legacy Estate Planning, go to waltar.com. That's W-A-L-T-A-R.com.